Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. It's in the headlines. Water shortages, droughts happening across the globe and here in the U.S. And it's starting conversations over water rights, water laws, and the value of water resources. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Brian Richter is the president of Sustainable Waters and a senior fellow for the World Wildlife Fund. He was asked to speak at the recent PDPW Dairy Insight Summit, and he shares how water issues impact the ag economy. He starts by explaining what water shortages look like around the world. It's, it's very easy to get very confused about water very quickly because there are so many laws and regulations and and conditions that are hard to understand for a lot of people. But the area that I study most intensely is what we refer to as water scarcity. And what that means is it's the situation where there's not enough water to meet all the existing needs for the water. And that's happening in about a third of all the places around the, around the planet. So all the rivers and groundwater aquifers, about a third of them are experiencing water scarcity conditions. And so the people that are dependent upon those, waters, those water sources um, are very concerned about not having enough for the future. But ultimately, the issue really comes down to we become so dependent upon our local water sources and, we, and, and in some places we use them so heavily relative to how fast they're being naturally replenished, that we can actually overuse them to the point where we can dry up a water source, we can dry up a river, we can cause a groundwater aquifer level to go down uh, lower than most wells are reaching. And is that happening here at home in the U.S.? Yes, uh, it's particularly intense in the Western United States, and that's for two primary reasons. One is that we have a lot less rainfall and snowfall out in the west and the other is that most of the farming in the western united states requires us to put supplemental water onto the farm onto the farm crops what we refer to as irrigation and it turns out that the use of water for irrigation in the western united states accounts for about 86 percent of all the total water use in the west so irrigation for farming for growing crops is by far and away the dominant water use in the western half of our country and that's driving the price tag up for water whether you're looking for a water right whether you're looking to even live in a place with a shortage right yes it's it's uh the economists know it's uh, it's it's re- reflects what we call scarcity pricing so the more and more scarce a resource or a good becomes um, oftentimes we see the price go up accordingly. And so uh, just as one example, a lot of homeowners in eastern Colorado now are facing uh, the cost of their homes going up by 50 to 60,000 just for the purchase of a house because in order to supply that home with water, uh, the developer of that, of, that, of that housing development is going to have to go buy water rights from farmers to supply the homeowners. And so it's, it's adding up very quickly financially. You pointed to examples in several states, whether it's California, Nevada, Utah. What are some of the solutions floating around right now? Yeah, so we haven't really started to see 
much economic impact on, in terms of the price of foods, but we are going to start to see it show up um, in the in the grocery store in in, in the next in the coming years, uh, because the water shortage situation has gotten to be so severe. Uh, the last couple of decades, just to give you some sense of this, the last couple of decades have been the driest decades in the last 1,200 years. So this is unlike anything we've, not only that we've ever seen, but we ever thought could happen. And what that means is that there's just not enough water to grow the same crops that we've been growing out there. And if you can't grow the same volume of crops, if they become more scarce out in the marketplace, then we're gonna end up having to pay more for them. So the prices will go up. And um, unfortunately, some of the places that are experiencing some of the most severe water shortages right now um, are the places that are among the most important in terms of our food supply here in the United States and for exporting to other countries. Places like the lower Colorado River, where 90% of the country's uh, leafy vegetables are supplied during the winter time and the Central Valley of California, which supplies us, for, supplies us with everything from fruits to nuts to all kinds of different vegetables. And those places are getting very, very hard to hit right now from water shortages. I wanna talk about a, a new term that I hadn't heard before until you spoke today, fallowing farm fields. Yeah. Describe to us what that is and why you're predicting it's gonna become a, a more recent yes. solution. Farmers have historically fallowed for a couple of different reasons. Sometimes they want to just give their soil a rest um, and, uh, and allow it to accumulate some nutrients again. Uh, sometimes farmers, particularly in the Western United States, just don't have enough water. Um, in the past, that's happened historically. They don't have high enough priority water rights that, that in some years they don't have enough water and so they'll fallow a portion or all of their farms. But that's, that process in fallowing, of course, means allowing your farm to rest and not growing anything on it. So you're just leaving it barren, essentially. And that process of fallowing, I'm expecting it to go on steroids in the, in the next few years because we are now starting programs to pay farmers, because the water shortages are so severe, and it has the potential of affecting water supplies for some of the biggest cities um, in the United States, like Los Angeles and Denver and Phoenix, San Diego. There's so much concern about the cities not having water that the governments and the cities themselves are willing to pay farmers not to use water temporarily for maybe a year or two years or three years so that there is more water in the system available to meet the other needs. Does it work? Or are there other solutions that the U.S. government should be, or local governments, be looking at? Well, fallowing is arguably a pretty good idea if you're in an emergency. So if you just need to save a lot of water in a hurry, uh, it can be an effective way of doing that because you're using essentially no irrigation water on those farms when you fallow them. But it's not such a good long-term solution for, for a number of different reasons. Obviously. Uh, we don't want to lose too much farmland because we need it to produce our food and, and fiber um, for both our country and, rest, and the rest of the world. It's also that there are other solutions that I think are better, you know, for a long term. And they would be things like changing the particular crop that you're growing on the farm 
and it would be a crop ideally that uses a lot less water and yet also generates the same or more revenue for the farmers. So it's attractive from the farmer's livelihood standpoint, but it's also attractive from the standpoint of saving water. And so I think my opinion is that we're going to see a lot of transformation of in the crops that are being grown in the Western United States and perhaps in some of the other um, areas of, of the country as well, perhaps down in the Southeast as well. Now, oftentimes when our fellow farmers out West are experiencing headwinds, whether it's drought, wildfire, water, it's price supportive for our own dairy and crops here in Wisconsin. Yes. Are there any implications to the Wisconsin farmer from the droughts out West, negative or positive? The two crops that use the most water across the Western United States is alfalfa and grass hay that are fed to cows either for beef production or dairy production, okay? And so if there's not enough water to produce those crops in the same volume that we're producing now, or if the farmers are being compensated to temp temporarily fallow some of those crops, there's just not gonna be as much of those crops on the market. Uh, now, how that plays out in terms of the broader economy or within um, what we call supply chains, in other words, is, is hard to understand because we don't know whether, we don't yet understand whether um, other states like Wisconsin can pick up the slack and produce the dairy or the beef that's not being produced in the Western United States. Um, there are a lot of things that have to happen in terms of um, having the available land, having the companies that are willing to uh, purchase those crops in a different place. Like for instance, if a dairy in Arizona doesn't have enough feed for their dairy cows, uh, they're not going to buy those feed crops from, from someplace you know, far away. And so then there's a the big question of then does the dairy close down and move to a different part of the country where the feed crops are more available? So it's really hard to predict exactly how this is going to play out. But certainly I would think that this creates some competitive advantages for dairy and beef production in other parts of the country, including Wisconsin. And then to ask bluntly, why should Wisconsin farmers care about droughts happening in other parts of the world? Well, I think that... Um, I think that it, it does have the potential to influence the price that they're going to get paid for their production, um, for instance, for, for dairy production. But it also is, you know, part of the whole industry. I mean, you don't really want to have a substantial portion of a country's industry be damaged or go out of business. So if we can accommodate that production in other parts of the country, it wouldn't have such a big impact. But if you lose a quarter of all the dairy production because of the shortage of water in the Western United States, that affects dairy availability in general, in general for the whole country. And there you have it, what Wisconsin producers should know about water shortages happening across the globe and in the western part of the United States. That's coming from Brian Richter, the president of Sustainable Waters and a senior fellow for the World Wildlife Fund. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.